स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट द इंटरनेट हैज गिवन आस शॉर्ट अटेंशन स्पैंड वी प्रिफर टू लाइक एंड शेयर कॉन्टेंट इंस्टेड ऑफ रीडिंग इट एंड समटाइम्स इवन वॉचिंग इट At Mint, we decided to come up with the Mint Primer, which breaks down the big news of today into short and quick consumable questions and answers. On this podcast, you will find insight about everything from cybercrime to why inflation might be skyrocketing. I am Alicia Sachdev, and this is today's Primer. Today's Primer by Jagdish Shettigar and Pooja Mishra talks about what we have learned from the economic crisis that has been unfolding in Sri Lanka for a while now. This is a crisis that invokes in our minds visuals of people queuing up outside fuel stations, widespread power outages, a shortage of water, empty business districts and an overall pall of gloom in the capital. We've seen all of this on our television screens. Now, the Sri Lankan government has lifted the state of emergency that was imposed in the country. This primer discusses what is likely to follow from this point on. But first, let's begin by what led to the crisis in the first place. Unsustainable debt levels, high inflation and a badly hit tourism sector has led to Sri Lanka witnessing its worst financial and economic crisis in over 70 years. There were two main factors at play. a budget shortfall along with a current account deficit a current account deficit simply put is the difference between the value of a country's exports and imports sri lanka's agricultural productivity fell especially that of tea which is the country's lifeline so to speak now sample this sri lanka produces 300 kilograms of tea annually it exports 97% of it and this alone accounts for 50% or half of the total global trade of orthodox tea a second sector that was hit badly is tourism mostly of course as a fallout of the pandemic but to make matters worse the ukraine war resulted in soaring oil import costs and led to a further dip in tourism revenue a stat to keep in mind is that 30% of tourists this year were from Russia, Ukraine, Poland and Belarus. Critics have also blamed Sri Lanka's tax reforms for the fall in revenue. The next question the primer addresses is whether government policies were at fault. The government's thrust on organic farming might have resulted in the productivity fall in agriculture. But from a long-term perspective, it was a step in the right direction from the point of view of preserving soil fertility. As proved by the Laffer curve, tax reforms should have rightly resulted in revenue windfall, but for faulty implementation. Remember that international trade relations are a two-way traffic. One cannot expect exports to go up because of reduction in export duty alone while imposing a blanket import ban. Blindly getting trapped into China's infrastructure-related loans for road projects is believed to be another major policy fault. So, what is the way out for Sri Lanka really? 
No doubt countries like India have come out with both credit support and extended close to 3.5 billion dollars by way of credit lines for food, medication, fuel and other essentials and loan deferments to Sri Lanka. But ultimately it will rely on the International Monetary Fund's package for managing its balance of payment crisis. Obviously the IMF might insist on more wholesome economic reforms as it did in India back in 1991. However ultimately it is expected to facilitate revival of the Sri Lankan economy. Let's now get to what the current state of the economy is in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is on the verge of bankruptcy. It is grappling with various shortages of medicines, petrol, cooking gas and other basic essentials. with the cumulative trade deficit for the first quarter or the first 3 months of this year at over 2400 million US dollars a balance of payment crisis in hand and usable foreign exchange reserves dipping to less than 50 million US dollars in the first week of may the country has been forced to suspend payments on foreign loans of which approximately 7 billion US dollars are due this year alone Lastly, let's discuss if we as a nation can learn anything from the crisis on our neighbor's land. In terms of economic fundamentals, the Indian economy is not comparable to Sri Lanka. But the crisis reiterates that India should work towards being self-reliant, especially in production of essentials such as oil seeds, fertilizers and renewable energy, imports of which can prove to be a drain on its foreign exchange reserves, especially in times of crisis. Additionally, India needs to give a serious consideration to organic farming from a long-term perspective. At least the current appeasement policy through heavily subsidized farming followed by the compulsion of procurement should be re-examined, according to the writers of this primer. India's move to not fall into China's debt trap is also considered a step in the right direction. And that was a quick glimpse at today's front page. See you again tomorrow. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.